Welcome to season three of Scrap the Sweet Talk podcast. I'm Rebecca Hamilton, founder and CEO of Chick Boss Cake, author of The Million Dollar Bakery, and host of this podcast. Hi, this is Chad Hamilton, co-owner of Chick Boss Cake, husband of Rebecca Hamilton, and just pretty much her assistant. Is husband of Rebecca Hamilton a job title? <laughs> I mean, you certainly give me that title. <laughs> I can confidently say that this season is going to be the best season yet of Scrap the Sweet Talk. The theme for this season is all about health and wellness and how to have a business, live your best life, while also making your well-being a top priority. We've got some great topics we'll be covering along with some epic health, wellness, and fitness guests that will be joining us to share their expert opinions and help you start living your best life too. Welcome to episode one of season three of our Scrap the Sweet Talk podcast. I've got Chad here. Yeah, that's me. It's Chad. Yeah, Chad is back and we're excited to both be back doing the podcast. Um, I know Chad especially loves it because he loves to talk all day. It's my thing. It's my jam. I just love talking. It's what you're good at. That's right. (laughs) Um, And so this whole season is about us navigating growing a bakery business while also simultaneously striving towards living a healthy lifestyle, if you can believe that. Uh, We hope that by sharing our experiences, tips and tricks that we can help inspire you guys to kickstart your own health journey while still, get this, enjoy life. And most importantly, eat desserts because I mean, for bakery owners. So we have to incorporate dessert with our healthy lifestyle. It's very important. And I honestly just think that it's it's really important that, you know, if you're embarking on your own health journey, that you have that approach because I don't think you'll be successful with an all or nothing approach. Yeah, no, absolutely. And part of what we'll talk about is um, eating, uh, you know, a, a plant-based diet for the most part. And um, I say for the most part, because that's not uh, every day. So there's many times that we don't. And, and yeah, it's all about, um, you know, having some fun and not feeling restricted all the time. And, and that's what makes it, uh, that's what allows it to last long term. Exactly. And so we've both had our own challenges and struggles with trying to figure that out and trying to figure out the best, most sustainable approach of that, especially with having a bakery business um, surrounded by candy, sugar, cake, and donuts all day, if you can believe how challenging that is. Um, The struggle is definitely real. It's real. (laughs) Uh, We feel like if we can create a healthy balance in our lives when we're surrounded by the most delicious treats ever, plug chick boss cake then guess what i'm pretty sure anybody can do it don't you think exactly so you know if we can do it you can do it too i don't know i feel like this might be some kind of special uh self-torture that we've imposed upon ourselves to have a bakery business (laughs) while trying to maintain a healthy lifestyle but honestly we've had some really hard lessons the last year of how important a healthy lifestyle and health and wellness in general is And the truth is, if we are not personally healthy and taking the best care of ourselves, 
and at optimal energy, then there's no business and there's no chick boss cake. So we have to really make that our focus. And I feel like we've always kind of had that as top of mind, but the implementation would be kind of sporadic, I guess, because we get sidetracked, we get busy, we get distracted. I mean, the business will just pull you in every single direction possible. And it's up to you to be able to step in and be like, nope, gotta, gotta keep my healthy lifestyle, get my workouts in, eat healthy and all these things, right? And the business just wants to take your attention where it wants it. And you have to be able to rein that in, so. So here we are going to give you guys a little rundown of what we've been up to because we haven't been on here for a long time. Um, this is season three, so we're really excited about that. And we have a really good lineup for you guys. 2022 was, it was a year for us, okay? It was like, uh, I don't know how to describe it. How would you describe it? Yeah, I mean, I always like to look at the glass half full, but uh, certainly recognize the the challenges that we faced and, and, you know, what we can learn from them. I feel like it was like, uh what are those things called in the water that like i don't know what it's called like rapids but like it's like sucking you in what is that called a whirlpool oh yeah Just it was like, it was a whirlwind a whirlwind or whirlpool sure or a whirlpool but it's like, called a whirlpool yes something yeah. that like swallows you up and just like riffraffs you up against yeah. the rapids and they're like we've been watching a lot of documentaries lately lately on um like nature and stuff like that. So we've been seeing all these crazy rapids. So that's why I'm, I'm just using that analogy of being like maybe in a washing machine, just battered around like crazy. So anyways, like Chad was saying, like as positive and optimistic as we are, because we train ourselves to be that way. So we're always looking at the glass half full and we always take away lessons from things. But 2022 was a struggle bus. <laughs> Did you say struggle bus? <laughs> Have you ever heard me say that no. before? I don't know why I said that. What is a struggle bus? A struggle bus is where Like a you, bus full of people that are struggling? Yes, you board the bus, <laughs> you're all struggling, you're on the road to nowhere, and nobody <laughs> wants to be on the struggle bus. Did you just make that up on the spot? Yeah, I did. Oh my God. I'm so <laughs> I'm in a creative zone that I just, I just make up right now. Okay. Now you guys know what a struggle bus is. Yes. Okay. I joke about this because Rebecca does this all the time. She'll come up with these random words that yeah. I'm like you could create your own dictionary. dictionary of your slang that only you know and you chuckle at that I'm like what did you just say nobody else knows that's <laughs> <laughs> how I entertain myself yeah uh yeah so so honestly as optimistic and happy and positive as we try to be most of the time which honestly is like the only way to get through life but we had a really hard 2022 um, it was one of the most challenging years, I would say, because it started out my dog died, which was my like love of life. So she passed away. She was 16. I was very, very sad about that. Um, and then we in the springtime, we went down to Florida and Arizona. We got roped into this 40K Grant Cardone scam, which if you haven't watched my video on that yet, then go find it on YouTube. It's actually pretty entertaining um, at our expense. And it was a really shitty situation. But um, that's how our year started out. And then I got really sick at the end. 
I don't know, beginning of summer. I got really sick in May. It was in May. Yeah, like late spring, early summer. Yeah. Um, so I got really <clears throat> sick. I ended up in the ICU for a week with meningitis. And it honestly, it took me a couple of months after being in the ICU for a week to even just recover and get back to feeling like myself again because I was just... It was a combination of the virus and then I think the strong medication they had me on. Like I just, my body did not handle that very well. So that was really freaking hard. Um, One of the hardest things I've ever had to deal with and go through. And then after that, well, that was happening when we were trying to open our fourth store location. Uh, in Kitchener, which is now finally open, thank goodness. So we have our fourth store in Kitchener um, and the Sports World Plaza. Um, But that store was one of the most challenging of all of our stores to open because it continuously got delayed and there was lots of rando red tape involved in opening that store. Rando, there's another one. There's another one, rando. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Lots of red tape involved in opening that location. So that was just uh, not fun to deal with. But eventually we got it open. And while working through all of these challenges, We've learned so much about ourselves and life. And uh, in this past year, like then probably in our entire existence so far. So this season is going to be all about lessons that we've learned and our journey to rediscovering true passions, shifting our business. Actually, this is a really key point here we had to learn to shift our business to grow with us in ways that match like the people who we've become today. Because I don't know about you, but uh, I'm a very different person than I was at 22 years old, 12 years ago when we first started this business. Um, So yeah, so we've really had to navigate through that as well. Yeah. Wow. 12 years. Crazy. We've been doing this for a long time. And, um, yeah, I mean, you went over a lot of the the struggle that we faced this year and, um, you know, I, I think it's really important for the listener to, to hear this kind of stuff because, you know, maybe you see all the fun stuff we're doing on Instagram or on social media and you think, Oh, they, you know, they, they must have it so easy. And it's like, we're, we're dealing with all kinds of stuff, just like the average everyday person is it's not easy. And, and, uh, yeah, last year was definitely a year of, of challenges that, um, just kind of seemed really compounded. And I'm sure a lot of people out there can relate to compounded challenges in life. And, um, you know, some years are worse than others. And, uh, you know, during it, it, it sucks. And it's only now looking back on it that we can kind of look like, okay, well, what was the lesson in that? And each one of those kind of did have a silver lining lesson. And at the time, you never really understand what it is. And a lot of times it takes months, maybe even years before you can look back and go, you know, I'm glad that didn't actually work out the way that I wanted it to, or would have hoped for it to do, because, you know, I wouldn't be where I am today. It would have, my, my, there would have been a fork in the road and it would have went in a different direction. Right. Mm -hmm. So that's what I always find really cool looking back on, on, you know, failures or upsetting situations or whatever the case may be. Right. Um, but yeah, we're, we made it through and here we are 2023 and optimistic about going forward. Yeah, so needless to say, we are here and we've got a lot of things to share with you that we've learned through the struggles. Um, And one of the major takeaways from last year was that without 
optimal health, then you have nothing. And I know that, you know, I've talked about this even in my book and stuff like that. And we've always kind of had that at our forefront. But like I said before, we get you, you just naturally get pulled in different directions and you get distracted and you can kind of forget about how important uh, and essential that is to have in order to do anything else in your life. So when I was sick in the hospital, I literally cared about nothing except for regaining my health and feeling better. Um, I was in a lot of pain. I had like- Sorry to interrupt you there. That just reminds me of a saying that we heard actually near that time that says, when someone is sick, or sorry, when someone isn't sick, they have a million like dreams and wishes, right? But when they're sick, they have just one. Yeah. And I remember when we heard about that saying, it was from Tony Robbins, I think. And it was like, it made so much sense. And especially like at that time too, it was, it was so freaking relatable. Um, and yeah, it was crazy. And I've never experienced anything like that where I just did not give a shit about like anything, literally. Um, the business didn't matter to me. Social media didn't matter to me. Money didn't matter to me. And quite literally, the only thing that mattered was getting healthy because I couldn't even like get through a day without like just being in pain or throwing up or being too weak to like walk down the street and just, I just couldn't even like live a normal life. It was crazy. Um, so I've always kind of known like in the back of my mind that health and wellness is so important. And I just think that you don't actually understand that to the full extent until you experience like a situation that, you know, knocks you off your feet and you experience, you know, a hospital stay and everything that that entails, which is not fun at all, um, with a slow recovery. And yeah, I think that's what really helps you to understand the magnitude or the meaning of how important health and wellness is. And that's why we wanted to devote this entire podcast season to health and wellness because that's that's the focus point of our life right now and going forward and uh yeah it was just a really really hard time and thankfully now i feel more than 100 percent because we've been taking all of these precautions or I don't know. Yeah, measures. We've been putting it all in place and actually making it stick this time, which is awesome. Like 100% very health-focused, actionable things that we've been doing, and they have been making a huge difference. So um, I guess I'll just say, like, I don't know how I got meningitis. Like, I don't know how you get that, but we were researching it, and it's just like you can just get it, I guess, randomly, like from – just germs and stuff. So I just happened to get it and there's nothing really that I did that was, that would put me in that position. I don't know. Chad didn't get it and he was with me. He's always with me. So it just picked me whatever and it sucked. Um, But yeah. So anyways, I'm feeling more than hundred percent now. I'm feeling really good. And we wanted to talk about the things that we've done to really 
drastically improve our health and well-being this past year and kind of what we've noticed from doing them. So I'm going to start listing them and Chad's going to be giving his input into what he thinks about them too. So these are all really, really good things. And let's start with number one. Perfect. Let's do it. Which is actually, I'll just start by saying that we started all of this stuff after I made my recovery. So about August is when we started. It's probably been about six months or so. Yeah. Yeah, So it's been about six months of doing all of these things. So it's been awesome. Mm -hmm. Okay. So number one, let's talk about celery juice. (laughs) So we have been juicing celery every single morning and we got onto this by the medical medium. He has a bunch of books. Um, I, the, the book that I read is called cleanse to heal, but he actually has an entire book just on celery juice and the benefits and stuff like that. So Chad and I have been juicing it and we've been doing it religiously for the last six months. And we've grown to actually enjoy it, surprisingly, because when we first started, I didn't like it. Did you like it? No, it was weird. And now I I thoroughly enjoy it. Um, Yeah, no, it tastes great. Mm -hmm. And so there's supposed to be a lot of really good health benefits of celery juice, like the cluster salts in it. Um, It's supposed to be really cleansing and detoxifying. And I feel like we could just do a whole episode on how awesome it is, but there's so many health benefits to it. So if you go and follow the medical medium on Instagram or check out his books, I learned so much from reading his books, which brings me to my next point, which is the detox smoothie that is by the medical medium as well. So this is a smoothie that um chad has every day i was having it every day um up until recently because i wanted to shift my diet to be a little bit less carb heavy and this is a very high carb smoothie but it is super healthy it's got like some pretty weird ingredients that help your body to detoxify but it's actually really really delicious cilantro in a shake delicious that's what everybody wants a cilantro a full cup, not a, not a sprinkling like you'd have on a dish, a, an entire cup of cilantro. So you, yeah, you can, you can taste it. Um, so, but yeah, it's fantastic. I've been taking it every day religiously and I love it. And, um, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it's got fruits, vegetables and all kinds of good stuff. And, and yeah, the whole point of the, of the, the detoxification of it is it cleanses all of the, you know, the heavy metals and, and kind of nasty stuff that, that build up within you that would not just naturally come out of your body if you don't proactively do something about it. So that's the cool thing about this. Yeah, basically the medical medium says like your body is fully capable of detoxifying itself, but it's saying that because of the environment and the world that we live in right now with being exposed to like so much toxicity, heavy metals and like plastics and stuff like that, that are, that it's, harder for our bodies to actually detoxify it so all the ingredients like there's uh spirulina in it barley grass barley juice grass powder or something um wild blueberries cilantro like chad said we put omega-3 in it licorice roots stuff like that that all binds to the toxins and helps your body to get rid of them at a faster rate than it would normally be able to do so that's another um Thing that we learned from the medical medium and we really like those two things and then the next thing we did was we did a juice and a salad cleanse for four 
miserable days, but um, that we was, were good after. <laughs> yeah, we only ate fruits and vegetables yeah. for four straight days. Which, I mean, it doesn't really sound like it's that bad, but when you're doing it... I mean, it does sound like it's bad. Come on. I, but like, it's worse when you're doing it. <laughs> and that's it. your only option? It's actually worse when you're doing it, because, like, you... Um, it was through the medical medium as well. And, and uh, you can't have like salad dressing on your salad, for example. So, and for me, like I don't. Basically like a, like a rabbit. Yeah. Like yeah. you basically eat it raw and plain. So you, you chew it like a rabbit would There's do. no flavor. It's no. just, you're eating like leaves of lettuce and <laughs> stalks of celery. So, um, but yeah, so there's lots of benefits to doing that and cleansing and stuff. And honestly, I had never, ever, ever done cleansing at all before in my entire life. I thought it sounded stupid and I was not into it. But after reading some of his books and really doing a lot of research about it, there's definitely tons of health benefits to it. Not enjoyable, but if you can struggle through it for three or four days, um, that's all you need to do uh, once or twice a year. So honestly, it's, it's not really that bad, though I've been really procrastinating doing it again so <laughs> we'll see if we do that again chad wants to he's been he's been actually bugging me to do it again and i've been procrastinating yeah i mean i thought it'd be cool to do it again but no it is it is quite you, you definitely need to rearrange your week for that because yeah. um yeah you, you lose just, fatigue and you're yeah. off and yeah you don't want to be on your have a really busy week and, and try to be on your a game when your body's going through the ringer for sure exactly so yeah. it's like you have to plan like okay what week do i want to feel like shit short term to feel better long term <laughs> yeah that's how it is you didn't feel good for a few days and then felt awesome at the end so yeah yeah yeah. So, and then, so number four, um, thing that we've been doing is really making sleep a priority. And so we actually started that last year, the beginning of last year as one of our new year's like resolution type things. And we have done a really, really good job at doing that and making sleep a priority. Um, and how we do that is we make sure we go to bed at the same time every single night, pretty much. I mean, we've been really pushing it a little bit lately, but for the most part, we go to sleep at the exact same time, which is around 9.30 p.m. And then because we do that, our body just knows to wake up like at the exact same time every day. So the more that you get that sleep routine going, um, you just have to have the self-discipline to go to bed at the same time every day. I'd say that's the most important part. Would you? Yeah, exactly. Most people, they kind of shift their bedtimes or they stay up way too late. And then, you know, these are the people that will say, oh, I don't have enough. I don't have enough time in the morning to to go to the gym. I don't have enough time to make a healthy breakfast or I don't have energy. And it's like you're going to bed at 11, 12 o'clock. Right. Um, You know, so you need need to go to bed earlier. And and I'm sure you can think of every excuse of why that's difficult. And Mm -hmm. it's like anything in life. Things are, are only as difficult as you make them a priority in your life. Ooh, write that down. That's That's what you always tell me. You're like, you will make time for things that actually matter. So don't say you don't have time. Yeah. It's the same thing with money too. People like to say, Oh, I don't have enough money. Um, I'm not gonna, that's too expensive, but like they spend their money on something that I would think is too expensive. It's like you have whatever money you have and you're going to spend it how you want to spend it. Like it's just how the world works. But sleep is people really underestimate like the power of sleep and how important it is. Like that's when your whole body is like rejuvenating healing itself fixing itself it's you know your digestive system is doing everything like it's that is when your body is like recovering from the entire day and what you've ate and everything like that 
Yeah. So I had no clue about the significance of sleep no, until, um, you know, doing a bunch of research on it. And I was like, wow, it's not just like, oh, so that you have a little bit of energy. It's mm-hmm. like, there's actual like reproductive and recovery things for your body that need to take place. Yeah. Um, when you do that and you know, it wasn't until I started taking running really seriously and I'm, you know, researching all these things about athletes and it's like recovery. sleep is so important, right? Mm-hmm. It repairs like the damaged muscles, the, the fatigue, the, like everything repairs itself when you're sleeping. So if you're not making that a priority and then you're wondering why all these things inside of you are feeling off, um, you know, what, what's your sleep looking like? Are you only getting five hours of sleep? If that five, six hours, or are you getting a solid seven, eight hours of sleep every night? Um, that could be your answer right there. Exactly. And yeah, so we got these really cool sleep trackers. Actually, they're like fitness trackers. They track your fitness, your strain, your recovery and your sleep. Um, but they do a really, really cool in-depth view overview of your sleep and it will track your REM cycle. It will track your light sleep, your deep sleep, and it will actually tell you how much strain or how much of a workout you should do based on how your body has recovered. So it's called the Whoop. Do you want me to talk about that a little bit? Yeah, it's, it's, whoop. Really it's cool. awesome. Yeah, it's fantastic. You just pay a monthly subscription and uh, it's an app on your phone and you can view that data um, right when you get up. I know there's a lot of other, um, you know, apps and companies out there that do sleep tracking, but yeah, look into it. Um, really cool stuff. You get to measure um, what, it, what, how well you slept, how many, how many times you kind of woke up throughout the night. Um, and based on how well recovered you are, how much exertion you're, you should do that day. Um, so it's all correlates. So when you, you start to recognize that correlation, mm-hmm. then you, you really understand the, the, the significance of sleep and, you know, how well you, you should balance those two things when it comes to healthy lifestyle, working out, exerting yourself, or just energy you're going to output that day to what, um, the data shows you from, from that sleep tracker. So it's really cool. Exactly. And it'll show you like how intense your workout should be for that day. So for example, if you didn't get a good sleep and you didn't get a good recovery, um, it measures your recovery and it'll say like, you need to do a lighter workout today. And it will like, it will basically give you, um, a little like, I don't know, warning or a a vibrator vibration or whatever. Um, when you've actually hit that strain based on, uh, your recovery level. So it's not like, okay, I'm going to just go do this one hour workout every single day. No, I will tell you today you need to do a half hour workout instead because of how your body has recovered previously. So it's really, really cool. It's actually super in depth and a lot of really, um, elite athletes use it, uh, in their field. As mm-hmm. well, which yeah. Is really cool. It's awesome. So you really like it. It's really awesome. It's called whoop W H W O P. Yeah. All right. And number five. So another really big, significant, important thing that we did this year was we both quit drinking alcohol, which was easy for Chad and excruciatingly hard for me. (laughs) So do you want to talk about Yeah. I mean, I don't think we got enough time in this episode. That could be a whole other episode, but no, I was, uh, yeah, I was sober for 14 years and then I started drinking again. It was not um, the proudest moment of my life, but um, I'm really I don't mind sharing about it and I'm happy that it happened because it really um, gave me contrast uh, to to how terrible that way of living is and what it does to you physically, mentally, um, you know, financially, uh, relationship, all these kinds of things. Right. So um, 
I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm glad. Honestly, I'm, now that I look back on it, it's been over a year um, since I've stopped. Now I'm, I'm glad that I actually did do it because it really put things into perspective that that is, you know, even though it'd been 14 years, it was like, okay, that is not even close to the lifestyle that I want to live as I, as I move forward, because I'm, I'm not happy. I'm, I'm not, um, fulfilled. I don't, um, I don't have the energy that I normally have. I'm not my true self. And at the end of the day, if, you know, anybody out there that's listening, you know, they're not their happiest and they're not feeling their greatest. And they're not like, you know, there's typically things in behind the scenes that you're not doing or that mm -hmm. you are doing that are either contributing so or, or taking away from you being the best version of yourself. So that's what I hated about that. <clears throat> and now I'm, you know, continually working on being the best version of myself. And there's always a correlation mm -hmm. to happiness and growth working towards being the best version of yourself. So um, that really helped me to understand that concept um, through and through. And, and yeah, it's been fantastic. But to, to circle back to you mm -hmm. um, who never drank or never didn't drink, yeah. you drank our entire relationship. Um, we've been together almost 15 years now and you, like you drink 24 hours a day drink, but like yeah, but, but you, yeah, you would drink like every week, right? Yeah. Not every day, but um, so yeah, how was that for you? Yeah, so it was extremely challenging for me because I love wine. Um, I still love wine so much. I drink non-alcoholic wine now. Um, but it was so hard. Like, it was probably one of the hardest things, like, in the health and wellness journey that I've, I've had to do because I loved everything about wine and going to wineries and wine and charcuterie and wine at dinner. Like I just, I loved everything about it. So it was really, really hard. And I think that like one of the things that really like caught my attention on the consequences of drinking alcohol was and how bad it is in your body. I mean, first of all, let's just be honest, it's a toxin. So it's like a toxic chemical basically that you're putting in your body and it's just marketed to be appealing and whatever. I'm not harping on anyone that drinks. I all my friends drink and I have nothing against it, but it is literally a toxin you're putting in your body. So if you're trying to live this really healthy, clean lifestyle, it doesn't like, it doesn't make sense for me personally to put toxins in my body while I'm trying to detox. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. It just doesn't make sense. So anyways. That's like running and eating a Big Mac at the it, same it time. Is, it is. And honestly, it is about creating a balance for sure. Like we still eat desserts and stuff like that. But it's about when you're creating that balance, it's about picking the things that do the least amount of harm and make you feel good and also make you not go crazy as well. So one thing I just want to add on that, that um, you're definitely hitting the nail on the head with, that's really going to drive this point home is that if, if you think about in your life when you are at your most um, like unhappiness, right? Mm -hmm. It's typically because you are doing things or not doing things in your life yeah. that don't align with what you know you want to be doing or not doing. 100%. Okay. So I know that was a lot to take in, but, um, it, it, that's a great example. It's like you're, you want to, you know, lose weight or you want to have a lot of energy or you mm -hmm. want to, um, you know, reach certain goals of, of, you know, where you want to be in your forties and fifties. And as you progress as a human being and feel good self-esteem and confidence and all these things, but then you're doing things to the contrary, yeah. um, that, that, 
basically are pulling against the grain to, to your happiness. Mm-hmm. So people don't recognize this correlation. Yeah. So they'll go about their lives and they'll run into situations where, um, you know, I'm unhappy. I don't have energy. I feel depressed. I, you know, these things aren't working out in my life. I got no money. My relationship strain. I got my job, my boss, all these things. And it's like, you, you don't, you're not looking at like the underlying, like, well, what are you doing? Like, you're not doing all the things you need to be doing. Right. And, and so obviously hearing this, you may think, well, you know, it's not that easy to just switch it. And I get that, but you know, it, it's about building the habits in the right direction. <clears throat> and then over time, the, it's basically like a teeter totter, right? So <clears throat> yeah. you have way too much um, weight on one side of the teeter totter which is like negative behaviors or, or things that you, you know, should be doing that you're not doing. So that's weighing the one side down and then you have your potential on the other side and you're not filling that habitual cup on the other side to, to allow these things to kind of align and sequence better. And your happiness is like right in the middle of that teeter totter. Ooh, that's a cool diagram. I kind of got a, hopefully everybody got a visual of that. So I just made that up on my own, but that's, that's basically what I'm trying to portray here is that happiness is in the middle of that. And people don't actually take a moment to think about, you know, they'll just go about their day or they're, they're not mindful and they're not actually questioning. Well, okay. I feel like crap. I I feel depressed. I, I don't have energy, but have you sat down and like thought about like what you're doing or not doing? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And, and so that, that whole ideology that I just described is where you would want to start um, yeah. and figure out what's important to you and what's not important to you. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, I mean, and also too, like after watching you like go through, you know, your drinking again and, you know, creating this unhealthy habit when we work so hard to create healthy habits and then seeing how unhealthy physically it made you it made you gain significant amount of weight which was crazy to me because not only were you gaining exponential weight from just simply drinking alcohol mind you you're drinking like ipas that are like 300 calories uh, a beer but um the fact of you gaining that much weight in such a short period of time while also working out and running religiously. Like, it's not like you stopped working out and just started drinking. You still maintained that part of your healthy lifestyle, but you added alcohol into the mix and it just goes to show how terrible it is for your metabolism and for your body um that you were able to like you were gaining a significant amount of weight while still working out like that to me was really crazy because i am trying to like get to a healthy body weight and myself and then seeing how alcohol affects that with you was just an eye-opener I, I yeah. Experience. <clears throat> yeah, exactly. Just crazy. Right. So, um, yeah, I remember when we would, you know, you'd see the, the impact. It's like, I'd, I do weights for an hour and then I'd run for a half hour and then I would like continue to gain weight. It's yeah, like, it was insane, you know, and it was all, and I'm drinking a thousand calories of beer. Right. Yeah. You know, so, Easily. and the body, not only that, the body doesn't metabolize properly. You're, you're putting a toxin in your body. You know, you can do all the research about it. You're literally putting a toxin in your body. It's not calories in calories out. Mm-hmm. It goes in there and 
and it changes like the actual chemistry of what's happening and it just goes like you know code red warning um but hey i know it's not difficult it's not easy it's it's too socially acceptable in, in society right so this is the problem yeah so yeah so when i quit alcohol i actually quit in march of last year when we were at this event and i had way too much to drink um it was at a concert. It was the best time ever. But I just, I literally woke up in the middle of the night. I was so sick. And I was like, I am just, I am over it at this point. And there's been many times where I've had that happen. But it's I, not as cool in your 30s as it is your 20s, no, is it? Yeah. No. You don't recover as quickly. And you're <laughs> like, it just hits you differently. So, yeah, that was the deciding factor for me. And then, um, you know, in the summertime, it was really hard. I, I remember bringing it up to you. I was like really struggling, like not mm. like in an alcoholic sense, but like I want to go to a winery. I want to just enjoy a glass of wine and, and whatever. And it was just, it was really, really hard. But I managed through. And now at this point, I feel much better about it. So I don't really have those cravings or desires anymore especially the more that i'm focused on health and stuff and the more that i you know label alcohol as a toxin then it's less appealing i guess right and change your change your mentality a tall glass of poison a tall glass of poison delicious (laughs) yum yeah so that's been fun and interesting journey there and then so our other point is whole food plant-based diet um so we do this mostly okay i still eat meat i'm not like trying to be a hardcore vegan or anything like that i still will eat meat especially if we go out i'll have steak or whatever i'm not trying to be vegan completely but i am trying to eat more mostly whole food plant-based because every single scientific evidence points that that is like the best diet that you can follow um, I definitely think like a well-rounded diet is is great approach, but all the science points towards whole foods, plant-based. I mean, I don't think anyone's ever gotten like fat or disease ridden by eating vegetables, <laughs> fruits and vegetables anyways. Um, but yeah, so how would you say that the plant-based diet works? Yeah, so it's great. So yeah, I eat way less meat than, than you do. It's super yeah. rare when I do. Um, usually it's somebody's cooking something for me. I'm not going to be picky, but um, but yeah, I mean, at home, I mean, I'm there's I'm never just eating meat if I'm at home at, at any point. And uh, yeah, I just feel better after. Like you don't you don't feel sluggish after a big meal. Um, if you have a big meal that, that is plant based, you you feel great. And a big meal that's not, um, typically you kind of have that sluggish bloating or you know all the other effects that could happen, right? Um, so yeah, I love it. I've been doing it longer than you have. But um, at first, I, I started doing sort of like the vegan junk food diet. Mm-hmm. So I was eating like a lot of the processed vegan food. I'm like, oh, I'm vegan. I'm having fake chicken nuggets and mm-hmm. you know deep fried this and right so um yeah i mean that was a good way to like ease into it i guess it is a good way um, to get started to be honest with you yeah. like yeah you have to do that yeah because i mean there's all kinds of you know really cool things that they can do with stuff to make it taste like uh like it is meat um so yeah i did that for for quite a while and then now i, I started to realize like okay well wait a minute the whole point of why i want to eat this way is so that i'm actually eating like quality food so um that's when uh, that's when I, I realized that it's time to start eating like the whole food portion. Yeah. I got the vegan portion right, but I missed the whole food yeah, part. Food yeah, the whole that's what they say whole food. <laughs> yeah. Right? So yeah, it's been great. Yeah, it's been yeah, it's been good. I have a lot of energy on it. I I was doing a keto diet for about two and a half years before this, and so that is like pretty much the polar opposite 
pretty much. Um, it's a lot of meat and dairy and um, low carb. So I still kind of try to do low carb with the whole whole food diet. Um, and I'm still kind of experimenting with what makes me feel my best. But uh, I love the keto diet. I felt amazing on it. I lost a lot of weight on it. It was great. But I do not think that it is a really good long-term diet based on everything I've been learning um, with the medical medium and different sources and stuff like that. How they say that a lot a heavy fat diet is really um, harsh on your liver and your organs and stuff like that. It's hard for your body to process. So, so that's why I kind of made a little bit of a switch there. Um, and I feel really good with it. So that's, that's the route that we are on right now. And that brings me to my next point, which is working out, which I do not like to do, to be honest with you. And Chad loves it. He thrives off of it. Um, but I have found uh, a program that I absolutely love and it is the Beachbody platform. So it's basically like a Netflix version of workouts. So you basically like you just pull up the app and they have all different kinds of workouts that you can do at home. And they are amazing. And I love that they have programs that you can follow. So specific set programs that you can just do, it'll lay them out like a four week program basically. And it tells you which workouts to do and which days to do them. So I love that because I like to have some direction. Um, I do not like to have to think about what I'm going to do because if I think about it long enough, I will not do it. So I like to just not even think about it and go and press play on the platform. And it's been amazing. So that's what I've been doing. And Chad over here has been running marathons. So I want to talk about that. Mm -hmm, yeah. And no, good for you. Right. And, and back to what you're saying, it's not easy for you. And it's so um, hard yeah, when you take the, the thinking and the, um, you know, the just just showing up. Yeah. Is, is all you need to do. And, and yeah, you just hit play and they just do them in sequential order for you, which yeah. is awesome. And that's and why it's fun. they make it fun. Yeah, they make it fun. Right. Which is yeah. great. Um, but yeah, no, I started um, taking up long distance running just this past summer, which has been incredible. I played hockey uh, most of my life. I always love um, what they say, like the cardio high, which people that don't work out and aren't athletes don't really understand. Um, like but <laughs> yeah, like you, you, what cardio, what cardio high? Yeah, no, that's not a high. Are you kidding me? Cardio, go to bed. Cardio, go to bed. Um, so yeah, I, I love that with hockey, that feeling of, of you know, just the, the, the dopamine and all the stuff that kind of goes to your head when you're, you know, really exhausted and you get a good workout in from, from cardio. Um, and yeah, I, I, obviously as you get older, you don't play hockey as much and you, you find out that, um, you find, and then I found this and it's so similar and I love that it's just me against me and I've had a blast and your dad and I, um, signed up for a few half marathons last year for the first time. And yeah, it was a lot of fun. And, uh, you know, the, the first, first two, no, just the first one, it was only the first one he beat me. Yeah. I beat him the next two. Yeah. So we did three of them together and he beat me on the first one and he's 58 years old and I'm uh, 37. So uh, that says a lot about how awesome uh, he did. Um, but yeah, I've been taking it really seriously since and I got some big goals and dreams about what I want to do with it. And um, yeah, the, the first goal is to qualify for the Boston Marathon, which is um, basically kind of like a, an Olympic version of a marathon where you have to 
like I have to run a marathon in, in essence around three and three hours and five minutes or less. So that's the, the goal that I'm working on. And, and how um, long is a marathon for a listener? And that's, so that's 42.2 kilometers and I have to do that in under three hours. So most people they're doing it in four or five hours, an average runner, if they sign up for one. So this is a, a substantial feat. So I'm plugging away at that and that's the goal. picture running for four hours, <laughs> like just straight running for four hours. If you think like watching the time on the elliptical is like that, <laughs> I can't even fathom doing that. It's crazy. Yeah. It's, it's hard to imagine, but yeah. it's like anything. If you enjoy doing you it, it, it's different. It's like I people that ask chat yeah. and like, do you actually love this? Like, I don't understand what, like, yeah, you, how do you love it? You'd be like, are you excited for your run tomorrow? And I'm like, yeah, I'm stoked. And you're like, how are you excited yeah, for that? I literally don't understand. I'm like, you don't understand. Like, it's not. I support it. I just don't understand. Like, I'm not out there sprinting. Like, it's it's enjoyable. I'm out there. It's outside nature. And I'm doing it at a pace that's manageable. Like, it's, you just don't get it. No. I don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> it's good, though. It's a really healthy yeah. habit to have and something to work towards and there's always new um boundaries that you can push with it too which is pretty cool exactly so yeah so you ran your first marathon yeah so uh first full marathon in niagara in october of last year which uh we'll have to do a podcast on its own for that because that um yeah i was able to run the first 25 kilometers without stopping and then the last 17 kilometers i was struggle bus i was struggle bus (laughs) rando struggle bus struggle bus um, I seen you limping across the yeah, line there. Yeah. So I was, it was walking, running, jogging, walking. Like it was just terrible. So yeah, it was not good. I ran the first, um, first half of the marathon and I believe it was an hour and 52 minutes or something like that. And then the second half was two hours and two and a half hours. So it was a good 40 minutes longer yeah. and I struggled to even finish. So yeah, that, that was you can imagine when you you hit 25 kilometers and you still have 17 left to go and you can't run anymore. Imagine, imagine the, the thoughts and the you suck and you failed and you like, like I said, I'm going to do a podcast on that itself and the struggle. And, and I've never felt such like despair in myself. I was so angry mm-hmm. and I had to, to live with those thoughts as I chugged along and and walked and and barely jogged (laughs) for 17 more kilometers people run old ladies (laughs) old ladies running past me oh my god anybody that's ran you got an old lady running past you you know kudos to them they obviously are doing their training but that there's nothing that pisses you off more (laughs) when little old ladies with gray hair are just booking it past you that's when you're like you need to do some work. Yeah, you got some right? work to do. You got work to do, son. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, anyway. It's awesome. I love made it. it. I'm just glad I finished. That was the, that was the new goal once yeah. that happened. Yeah. Just finish. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. And then so you have uh, a couple marathons, full marathons yeah. coming up yeah. too in the springtime. Yeah, we got uh, Galveston, Texas when we're visiting our friends at the end of February and then another one in Toledo, Ohio um, in, uh, in April, at the end yeah. of April. So I'm looking forward to those. Yeah. Awesome. Cool. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so we'll definitely do some more podcasts tri- like specifically on um, the marathon running and training and stuff like that. Cause it's really, it's actually really interesting even for me. Cause I'm obviously I'm not really into running, but I just find the whole thing really interesting and fascinating. And especially just seeing the progress that you've been able to make in such a short period of time is pretty cool. Oh, I appreciate that. That's so nice. But yeah, no, it's great. I've been cool. plugging away and putting in lots of hours of training and yeah, I mean, isn't that, like I was saying earlier, the the 
cool thing about life is that, you know, you start to put in um, effort and you start to, mm-hmm. to rearrange the, the weight of that teeter totter with happiness in the middle. Um, and yeah, things start to work out a little bit better when you actually put in the work and it, it, mm-hmm. it never happens in the short term. Like it's all yeah. short term struggle yeah. for long term happiness and gains. And that's what I always find so cool is enjoying that process. Uh, that's something you and I learned many years ago is that, yeah. you know, you can't just be setting goals. You hit the goal and then you're like, oh, now what? Yeah, and you're pissed off. Times. And then you're like, why did I, I thought it'd be, you know, way better with like cupcakes and rainbows and it'd be amazing. And like, this is it. And then you, you have this like low. Everybody talks about exactly. like the letdown after, you know, the, the concert or after the, the wedding or after the event. Right. And yeah. it's like the the problem is you're you're basing your happiness on a future date yeah. as opposed to recognizing that hey i'm going to find happiness every day throughout this process mm-hmm. of what i'm working on so that when that date comes and goes i'm still happy because i'm just recognizing that it's all about the process exactly and that's really really key for sure yeah love that awesome so last couple of points here um meditation and visualization and learning wellness techniques with this app that we found it's called gaia g-a-i-a and so it's a wellness-based app there's lots of series documentaries um different meditations and visualizations on it and it is absolutely amazing. We have literally learned so much. Best hundred bucks we ever spent. It's a hundred dollars for the entire year. Um, you can sign. There's a seven day free trial. You guys need to try it. I swear to God, it is the best thing that's ever happened to us. It's amazing. And we've learned. Yeah, you, you get so to learn much. like the science of health and different things that happen yeah. to your body and behind your brain and behind the scenes. It's so cool. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know if we're just nerds like this or what, but oh. like education of. <laughs> You know, this type of education yes, is like fascinating education to me in real life. Yeah. We're not learning about the isosceles triangle. Like mm-hmm. we're actually learning about stuff that we can go, wow, Love like if that. I do that or don't do that, like that's going to happen inside it's gonna, me. It's yeah, crazy. It's going to affect you in some yeah. way, which is really cool. So um, obviously we've been doing like meditation on and off for the last couple of years. But like now that we understand the actual science behind it and the benefits of it and what actually happens to your brain, like it grows your something called telomeres. I know you probably don't know what that is. I didn't know what it was, but these things in your brain are called telomeres. They're probably like some kind of cells or something like that, but your brain actually grows as you meditate, when you meditate. So it's not just like a relaxation thing. It's like a physical thing that's happening inside your body, inside your brain. Um, yeah, I mean, the best way to describe it, it's like, you know, watering the plants of your brain, right? It like just, yeah. yeah, it's so cool. So now that I know that and it's not just like fluffy thing to go and do to make yourself mentally or emotionally feel better. Yeah. Um, and there's science backed behind it. I just think that it's like the coolest thing now. So we do that. We do this visualization. We actually do this visualization right before we go to bed. And we've been doing it for the last months now. Mm-hmm. Months yeah. Now, and it's yeah. been amazing. We go to sleep to it. So we fall asleep like during it and it's just a visualization and it is really cool. And we've been doing it every single night. It's awesome. Yeah, it's awesome. So there's that. Go check out the Gaia app. It's amazing. You'll find so G A I A. Yeah. You'll find, you will love it. You'll thank me for it. It's the best investment. Um, and then the last point that I want to talk about. And one of the most important points is that fo- we're focusing on our happiness, on our passions and wellness and well-being and 
slightly less on the business, not like a lot less because naturally we're very ambitious people, but it's definitely taken more of a backseat to our happiness and passions, which I think is so important. And I don't think you will truly realize that until you push your boundaries so much and you hustle so much that you like make or break yourself. Basically you hit a breaking point and you need to scale back and you need to focus on what really matters most in your life. So that's a lesson we've learned. That was part of the learning lesson from the, the Grant Cardone thing, right? Oh, you know? as well. Yeah. That Which we didn't know at the time until a month later, right? No, I didn't know what the yeah. lesson in that yeah. was for a long time. I was mm-hmm. like, this is absolutely fucked up. And I yeah. did not know. And I was like, well, it's crazy. And that's when the whole thing, that's when we came up with the idea of like, if we died a week from now, like, does any of this matter? Like what actually matters? And then that's where you start to question like, okay, yeah, of course we're, we're grateful for our business. We're going to continue yeah. to grow it and we're going to continue to contribute to our community and, and staff that's and all good. that kind of stuff. But um, you know what really matters? So how many people listening to this have sat in darkness in the corner for a 30 minutes and, and no phone, no distraction. And you sit there and you go like, what actually matters to me? Like, mm-hmm. Do you ever take a minute to do that? And and I didn't for a long time. And then I watched a really cool video on YouTube and it said that, you know, a lot of your kind of frustration in life and, and seeking of external things external and, and external yeah. happiness is because you are not okay with just sitting in silence, like for hours on end to like figure out what it is that you actually want in this life. Mm-hmm. And for me, the best question that I ask over and over again is, if I died a week from now, does this actually matter? Mm-hmm. So it, if you ask yourself that question often, it, you'll you'll start to uncover the answers that like, well, wait a minute, like, you know, this matters and this doesn't matter as much and this matters a lot and this matters a little bit. And like, you know what I mean? You can really unpack that stuff, which is super cool. Also, if you just think about for a second, like this actually blew my mind when I actually think about this because I mean, most of us don't think about this, but um our society and the way that we're set up is like based on how like it's based on money basically and the government and everything like that. But is that <laughs> how can of worms. <laughs> Is that how we are meant to be living as human beings, like animals on this planet? No, not really. Like not to the extent of which we are. So navigating um, societal beliefs and the structure of the way that the system is set up, there's pros and cons to it. Don't get me wrong. Like I love certain aspects of it, but I think that you really need to question some things about it. And see kind of where you stand with it. Because once you kind of look at it from that perspective, it's actually pretty crazy. Um, The way that, you know, the government and everything has set up our society. And it's not for our own well-being. Let's just put it that way. So once you kind of look at that and start questioning it, you'll be able to... No, that doesn't mean to go postal about it. No, absolutely not. I'm not going to go and do the whole like picket lines (laughs) yeah the time and a place but like you know you can't get wrapped up in the negativity of it you just you have to be aware of it that's important being Mm -hmm. aware of like how it's set up and the reason why i I get the reason why it's set up the way it is but it doesn't mean that that's 
the best way for us to be living. And you need to find a good balance of, you know, being a human being and, you know, thriving off of social connections and things that are much more important than money and business and the way that the world wants you to, you know, go to school, get a job. Death and taxes. Exactly. Right. Two things that are certain. Yeah. It's really, really, really interesting. Yeah. So what you're saying, like the intentionality behind um, your day to day life. And this is the, the thing that you and I have really discovered over the last six months is that like, some deep stuff we've been thinking about, like what matters? Why are we here? What are we doing? Do you know, podcast yeah, that should be its own thing. That's why I said can of worms. Yeah. Cause that's definitely <laughs> going to be its own. One. So we'll, why don't we leave it that? Because I, like yeah. I said, that that's we could go all day. We do. We talk about the government and what we want to do. <laughs> oh boy. Here we never, go. I have never been the person. We're an hour in and you brought up the government. Oh, <laughs> even during COVID when everybody was like, Oh, fuck Trudeau and whatever. I was not that person. I was like, let's just follow the rules and blah, blah. And to some degree, I'm still like that but when you start to question certain things it's actually like creepy and really weird so yeah we'll definitely do a podcast episode on that um i have a lot of really interesting insight on it so but yes we've been focusing more on our happiness and our passions and less on um the hustle culture and the business and stuff like that and so part of that was how do we implement our new healthy lifestyle into this freaking bakery business that is like full of cake and sugar and donuts and all these things, right? So um, we are finding a balance of that. And one way that we were, we wanted to do that is through Chad who has his running group now. So they do a running group called Run for Cake. Um, They do it out of Woodstock right now and it has been so much fun. So he basically, well, you can talk about it, but you teach people how to run and then you guys go and enjoy treats afterwards to create a healthy balanced lifestyle. Yeah, exactly. So um, the whole idea behind it is is like we were talking about before, in order for any healthy change to last in your life, you need to make it enjoyable, right? So the idea behind this group was that we can um, correlate the business and our healthy lifestyle together and make it, um, fun for, for people to, to get on board. So basically we, uh, you know, do a variation of kind of running and walking. It's very amateur, you know, anybody, anybody's welcome, no experience required. It's free. It's free. It's easy. And and so, yeah, we, we run for, uh, you know, about four or five kilometers in in Woodstock, um, you know, every Sunday or so that I'm available, I, I announce the date and then we head over to our Woodstock store for, um, for some coffee, tea, uh refreshments and, and cupcakes as a reward for for our hard work right so yeah. um you know and, and to your point how many times do people you know they think about an hour in the month of january and it's mm-hmm. like okay i'm gonna go work out for like three hours and then go home and i'm gonna eat lettuce all night long and i'm not gonna eat dessert and then no wonder you're not at the gym in february Exactly. Right. So no, go, don't go to the gym for three hours, go for 30 minutes. And when you get home, yeah, you can eat a salad, but don't not eat dessert, have dessert too. You just had a salad. You just did a half hour workout. So, you know, because one thing I love that you said to me many years ago is that you're like, okay, if you, if you stop doing something, okay. So you think about any habit in life that you're like, oh, I wasn't doing it properly. So I stopped. Okay. So let's say you stop working out or you stop eating healthy for six months Mm -hmm. because you're like, I couldn't really do it like the proper, perfect way I wanted to. Okay. Well, if you did it like 
you know, half ass yeah. over those that's last six months yeah. with a half hour workout and dessert when you got home, yeah. that's still better than if you didn't at all. I know. Okay. Like just it's simple math, yeah. right? Yeah. So I remember when you said this years ago, I was like, oh my God, you can apply that idea. That I struggled with that for yeah. so many years. You can apply that idea to, to so many things, yeah. right? People, you know, you, if I'm not going to do it properly, don't do it all. It's like, well, okay. But like, you know, that literally yeah. fundamentally makes no sense. No. Exactly. And that's what most people, that's the approach most people take. And that's why they don't, they don't do it. They're like, well, if I'm not doing prop and I'm going to do it all. Would you, like I said, do a bunch of things half ass and at least you're making slow progress. It's like the whole, you know, grandma putting the penny in the, the piggy bank and then you got a big, you know, piggy bank at the end of it. Right. Yeah, so, exactly. yeah. Exactly. And, and one thing that works really well for me is that I cut sugar out of my diet entirely. Um, except for when I'm intentionally going to have something that should have sugar in it. So for example, my, you know, my weekly meals, my breakfast, lunch, and dinner, I don't have like yogurt with sugar. I don't have orange juice with breakfast. I don't have, you know, I cut out like granola bars with sugar, any, like so many foods have sugar hidden in them. Right. So if you can just cut all of those out, and just literally cut sugar out of your diet completely. Um, unless you're actually having something like a cupcake or a donut or a treat that should actually have sugar in it, then you'll you'll mm. be ahead and you'll be not eating so much sugar. Yeah, that's a good way. I know, you know? what you mean. Because yeah. that's what works really well for me because, you know, half the time I'm eating something that, you know, has sugar in it that doesn't even taste like it has sugar in it. And then um, at the end of the day, I've ate way too much sugar, right? And that's kind of a problem in our society because a lot of our foods have, you know, sugar and extra additives to it. And it's not, it's not healthy to eat that much of it. So I get rid of it and I don't miss it because you don't even taste sugar when it's in, you know, yogurt or ketchup or sauces or salad dressings or whatever. So if you just cut it out of those things, you won't even miss it. And, you know, still have your cupcake or your treat on the weekend that has sugar in it, which is totally fine. You're, you're just, you're just limiting it and being selective about when you're eating it. Right. Cause why would you want to eat like 200 or 300 grams of sugar uh, daily just from your regular, you know, oatmeal or cereal that you have for breakfast when you don't even need to do that, right? It's a really simple thing to do um, to make your diet healthier and clean it up. And honestly, it makes you appreciate food more too. Your, your taste buds will completely change. You'll start to have, you know, fruits and vegetables that taste sweeter. And then when you do have dessert, you won't even want to eat as much of it because you'll be like, okay, I got my sugar fix and I'm good to go. So awesome. that really works really well for me. I love that, exactly. Yeah. So yeah, we've been really focused on uh, incorporating our, our passions into our business. Chad with the running, if you can believe incorporating running with our bakery business, there's always a way to do it. <laughs> and I love, you know, art and photography and stuff like that. So that's, I mean, that's a little bit easier to incorporate into it because our business is really fun and creative. So that's what we've been up to um, the past year and a bit. And we're really happy to be back on the podcast. And we got some really, really great episodes planned for you. And I think you're going to get the most value ever from this whole season of the podcast. Like The Bachelor. It's the most dramatic season ever. <laughs> exactly. And with that, I think we'll end on that. That's a wrap. That's a wrap. <laughs>